Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and the Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your presence and your support to my podcast and I hope you're having a great day. I'm really honored uh, for every t- all the time you take to support me. Uh, I hope that you have, uh, you spend a great day, a great week. Um, and um, yeah, you're, you're, you're healing because that's what these podcasts are about, to find a way to, to trigger a conversation about a, a topic, um, make that junction into an intellectual laboratory, understand the currents that form our waves, the atwa, all that lies in between, and, 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 and find a solution, uh, a solution to every problem, to every situation, uh, coming to the table, uh, brainstorming, and, and looking at different points of view. So this is what our podcast is about, uh, religion, regimes, and refugees. We know we have, uh, we are repressed and strangled whole, uh, we are strangled home with different feudal uh, empires uh, who rule this land, who still rule this land through the ecosystem underground, um, and who have now converted themselves into uh, empires. Uh, sorry, religions, and their regimes are now considered a great social culture and great social uh, ethnicities and heritage, but they're just regimes. Um, and through the brand of secularism, their um, their colonial hangover still holds over our head. So this secularism is just a front for their colonial hangover and uh, our duty is to offload those layers of, of, of colonial arrogance, should I say, uh, in the name of culture, multiculturalism, secularism, God, religion, and, 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 um, and free ourselves from the bondage of, of feudalism and colonialism. Now, uh, we've seen today they created another havoc in Hyderabad, uh, and their goal is to stop India from rising above uh, the social order being um, being successful because it goes against their worldview. So they have a very supremacist ideology point of view, and anything that goes against their their worldview is it has to be put down from all angles because then they cannot spread their lies. So if they spread their lies and say only our God and or our this and our prophet and our uh, ideology is perfect and everyone else. Uh, is going to hell, but then you see someone else who's absolutely contradicting your ideology, but yet he's successful. So what are you going to tell those people? You can't tell your your slaves anything. So you need to put them down. And 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 in the last eight years, uh, the, the honourable prime minister, Mr. Narendra Modi, has has done a lot for this country, but it has been put down in every single corner, and you will never see the media. Um, and the international media talking about this, and it's uh, it's our time to talk about something positive. So today we're going to talk about uh, the uh, Narendra Modi, uh, the plus points, the successes of Narendra Modi's government, uh, the Honorable uh, Prime Minister of India, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, his distractors. But before I just get into all of that, I just want to say you uh, very quickly, I have uh, started a new podcast on uh, on Hubstopper, um, and the podcast 
is called a uh, ex-Christian from India. Because you know I'm an ex-Christian. Uh, there is a lot in on that topic to talk about, but I cannot talk about only ex-Christian about Christianity on this podcast because this podcast is about all religions and and uh, and uh, issues regarding religion or branded as religious, but the actual uh, economic uh, activities, economic social issues, and so there's a lot to talk about under under this podcast, and I don't want to uh, clog it with ex with a Christian issues, and so I have started a new podcast only for. Uh, my Christian story so that there's a lot to talk about all the proselytizing that's going on all um, different different uh, points of view uh, it's called ex-Christian from India I repeat ex-Christian from India I just commenced it today but I haven't published any podcast and I will do it maybe twice a week not every not every day uh, like I do for this podcast, but I will let you know when I publish something on it. Um, and I thank you so very much for your support, and I hope you'll support that channel. If you ever have any Christian friends or ex-Christian friends who have any opinions, um, I will be happy to have that conversation with them. Probably we'll do a live podcast um, and a conversation on um, on on Facebook. Um, and we'll go from there. But for now, we're going to talk about the successes of Narendra Modi. And the reason why also I brought this up is that I was on Facebook and I got this post uh, that says the AIMS report card. Okay, so A-I-I-M-S, that is the All India Medical Institute. Uh, now, on the pod, on uh, this uh, publish, uh, um, on this podcast, it said, it gave the number of AIMS hospitals um, initiated by different, um, different uh, commenced by different prime ministers of India. So under um, Jawaharlal Nehru, uh, during the time when India first got independence from the British and into communist and Marxist hands, we went, we got one AIMS. Okay, well, you know, it was a small country. It was a very poor country. We were just starting off. So, okay, we understand. The Honorable Prime Minister Jawaharlal Nehru, uh, yes, he had extracurricular activities. But, yes, one one uh, AIMS in New Delhi was really good for his time, and we thank him for it. And then under Indira Gandhi, 16 years as Prime Minister. So now Jawaharlal Nehru, 17 years. Indira Gandhi, 16 years, zero AIMS. Rajiv Gandhi, five years, zero AIMS. Manmohan Singh, 10 years as Prime Minister, one AIMS in Rai Bareilly, because obviously that's his massive con uh, uh, constituency of the, uh, it's a constituency of, of, of the Congress. Uh, so 10 years as PM, the Honorable uh, Manmohan Singh, um, and one AIMS in Rai Bareilly. But take a look at this. Five years of BJB government under Atal Bihari Vajpayee. Six AIMS. Okay, that's AIMS in Bhopal, Bhubaneswar, Jodhpur, Patna, Raipur, Rishikesh. Five, sorry, six AIMS. Six in five, in, in, in totality, six years as Prime Minister. Now take a look at this. Under the Right Honourable Prime Minister of India, uh, uh, Narendra Modi. Seven years as Prime Minister. Sorry, we are now, yes, uh, seven or eight years as Prime Minister. 
he's already initiated 14 aims. Okay, so here we go. Aims, Mangalari, Nagpur, Gorakhpur, Kalyani, Batinda, Gohati, Vijaypur, Bilaspur, Dyoghar, Rajkot, Bibinagar, Madurai, Darbanga, Maneti, all these aims, 14 aims under the Honorable Prime Minister Narendra Modi. And how much has the uh, media, woke media, talked about it? None. Zero. Why? Because they are, they are agents of colonial empires. And their colonial hangover, their job is to push for the colonial hangover of these empires now rebranded as religions. Do you understand what we're talking right now? So let's go to something else that really stunned me. According to uh, uh, an affidavit, um, I, I read this on Op India, submitted by the UPA government in 2013, 50% of all national highways constructed over 30 years since 1980 were built just under the five years of um, of Vajpayee, of BJP, uh, of BJP under Atal Bihari Vajpayee. Okay, so 50% of all national highways, that means, uh, yes, with the BJP in government since, since 24, sorry, un so until 2014, um, so until, until 2013, okay, we're talking of an independence of a supposedly free India, uh, from 2014, from 1947 to 2013, 50% uh, of all highways were constructed only in five years under Atal Bihari Vajpayee. The rest of them were only talking fake secularism, um, destroying this country from the inside, imposing their repressive Marxist rule, and uh, pretending that the Hindus are communal. And this was their agenda while serving their own vested interests. So, my dear friends, uh, it is time to wake up uh, and, and, and take a look at the thing. So, we're going to go through, uh, so we're going to look at uh, different aspects of what the Honorable Prime, Honorable Prime Minister, Mr. Narendra Modi, has achieved. Uh, so, under his rule, there has been an increased focus on infrastructure to improve connectivity and stimulate trade and push economic growth. So, Project Bharamatla uh, is building 35,000 kilometers of highways across 16 states, including 9,000 economic corridors, which, which plan completion by 2022. Uh, this uh, this in, intended to improve connectivity, but enable f and enable faster movement of goods and create 22 million jobs, um, and decrease the supply chain cost from 18 to six percent. Okay. Uh, this is breakneck speed, my dear friends, breakneck, everyone agrees with it. Now we have the Sagarmala project is modernizing 12 major ports and 185 minor ports along the entire 7,000 India coastline. With uh, planned completion by 2022, it would stimulate trade, create 10 million more jobs, provide logistic cost savings of 35,000 crores per year and potential GDP increase by 2%. Uh, similar port modernization since uh, 
1978 in Schengen, China had helped create 7 million jobs and the city's GDP grew uh, 50 times to that of 180 billion. So this is what the Honorable Prime Minister Narendra Modi has done. Um, now, the for, for real, so let's go to real. Um, and in India... India operational metro is only in eight cities covering a track of 370 kilometers. The current urban development ministry is, is working with state governments on expanding the metro networks across India to 24 cities, including Ahmedabad, Bhopal, Gohati, Indore, Kanpur, Kozikode, Nagpur, Patna, Pune, Vijayawada, and Varanasi, among others. This is breakneck speed that we have India has never seen before, but it's camouflage by all the fake intolerance, fake Islamophobia, uh, fake the, the woke people, and you know, and you know the rest. Um, and yes, oh sorry, I forgot to say a fake minority uh, fear-mongering, fake. Yes, okay. As a next question, I will say fake. Sorry about that. I had to put it in, you know me. Um, so uh, now the for the intercommute bullet trains high speed uh, is being built to 508 kilometers of track including seven kilometers under sea tunnel uh, planned to be operational by 2022-2023 it will connect cities of Mumbai and Ahmedabad from seven hours uh, to two hours it'll take um, with these additional corridors, high-speed rail in India will cover more than 10,000 kilometers. So one of the largest infrastructure projects is the Delhi-Mumbai Industrial Corridor, creating 23 industrial hubs, uh, 24 smart cities, two power plants, six airports, two ports, six-lane express highway expressway stretching 1,500 kilometers, connecting the industrial cities of Delhi and Mumbai. Once completed, time to transport goods from Delhi factories to shipping ports will reduce from 14 days to 14 hours. The project is expected to create 25 million jobs in the next seven years, with phase one plan to be complete was completed in 2019. Uh, so we have GIFT, the Gujarat International Financial Tech City is being developed as a large business district between Ahmedabad and Gandhinagar. As India's first smart, smart city with world-class infrastructure, it will feature with automated waste collection system, uh, underground cables for electric supply, smart parking, small transport and public, uh, smart transport and public Wi-Fi, gift uh, is developed by special economic zone and tax incentives for attracting banks stock exchange, uh, IT companies, and campuses. Planned, uh, planned to be completed by 2023. It's expected to generate 1 million jobs, including direct and indirect employment, uh, spread across a construction area of 8.5 uh, square meters. Um, it is larger than Tokyo's Shingu district. The Navi Mumbai International Airport is being constructed with capacity to handle 80 flights per hour and 10 million passengers per year. First phase is planned operational. Uh, I don't think the Navi Mumbai Airport has started. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit lost in this one. Navi Mumbai Airport start. Status. Sorry about that. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so you have. It doesn't say. Um, it, it doesn't really say uh, when it starts or started, uh, but it is ongoing, and I apologize for that mis uh, mishap. So we'll we'll just skip that until we come back to this. Uh, in addition, um, approval for. Uttar Pradesh has given the received the approval for Jevar International Airport in Noida, and construction is planned uh, is already started with 40 million to 50 million passenger capacity. It will reduce the load on the Delhi International Airport and help promote tourism in nearby UP Mathura and Vrindavan. So, on the regional connectivity scheme. The central government has granted 24 airports and helipads across the country, out of which 22 airports are from northeast region uh, and two in Jammu and Kashmir. As part of the Look East policy, Arunachal Pradesh will uh, have airports in nine locations. Assam's will, Assam will have five, Manipur will have get five. Meghalaya, Tripura, Sikkim will have one airport each. The government wants to connect remote areas of India with each other as, as improved connectivity to key to economic growth in every state. Economic corridors and highways, metros and trains, bullet trains, seaports, airports all translate to better connectivity, faster movement of goods and people, faster trade, rapid economic growth, and as quoted by the finance minister, the previous finance minister, um, infrastructure has increased, uh, expenditure has increased 134%, and the road sector itself has witnessed an increase in by 189. The government deserves an appreciation for this. So uh, this piece is got from Op India, my friends. Uh, thank you very much for them, uh, to them, should I say. Um, Yes, you see, in connectivity, infrastructure, uh, there is no one to beat uh, the Honourable Prime Minister Narendra Modi. No one, absolutely no one. Uh, and this is why all the commotion is going on around the place to distract you from doing only one thing, um, from, to distract you from having that uh, positive opinion and for you to be negative and remain on a negative slave plantation so you never leave and so that they can colonize your mind, destroy this country from the inside. But we're not going to allow it to happen because we love the Indian subcontinent. We love Hindustan. We It is our duty to give back to her, give her back the knowledge, give her back positive energy, uh, give her back a positive vibe and resurrect her Vedic civilization. Now, there's some more about uh, the Honorable Prime Minister that we'd like to talk. So what exactly has he done? Uh, what, his, what are his plus points uh, that we can talk about? So he strengthened the economy. The moment you invest in infrastructure, not only you have jobs, uh, and so the people are on the job market, uh, they're contributing to the, to the econ uh, economy, contributing to economics, um, and they are in, in engaging in trade and commerce, which is always beneficial for the economy, for the country. Without economics, a country has no reason to exist, okay? Basic. You need economics. Economics means investment in infrastructure. Economics means investment in education. And economics means... Um, means facilitating of uh, trade and commerce with your laws, with your, uh, with your required... Um, with your required, um, you know, rules and regulations and tariffs and so on and so forth. 
So I'm the Narendra Modi's um, um, government. India has passed, surpassed France to become the sixth largest economy of the world and remains behind only US, China, Japan, Germany and the United Kingdom. And over the last few months, the central government has maintained its stance that India will be one of the top three economies in the world by 2020. 2030. So under India, uh, under Narendra Modi, uh, the international uh, India has improved foreign relations with other countries, international relations. Um, prior to that, India was seen as a small defensive uh, country, um, you know, on the back track, standing at the back row, uh, very quiet, and where everyone could take advantage of her. Um, you know, rape, literally rape her mind and pretend that she, you know, she's communal and, and oh my God, uh, caste system. Oh, she has the caste system. That's why she's so bad. The caste, the caste, untouchability, the Dalit. That's what, that's what it, everyone thinks of India. But under Narendra Modi, um, their, their stereotype has fallen to the garbage bin because they have realized that uh, their stereotype of uh, caste is, is actually a mirror image of who they are uh, and their insolence. But, uh, yeah, and their colonial uh, hangover has, has weighed off from the Indian subcontinent. We are saying no, we're standing up, um, and that's what uh, Narendra Modi has done. Improved international relations, my friend. Um, so... Um, he has gone around the world making more friends, uh, trade deals with India. He's gone from to Europe, to Germany, to the uh, United Kingdom, to France, uh, to the Scandinavian countries, Canada, United States, uh, Japan. Um, he has met with, he has improved the um, relationship with Japan, we know with the late Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, um, with Israel, which something which we never had, he has increased relations and improved relations with the United Arab Emirates, um, and with Gulf nations, with Saudi Arabia. Um, it has extended, we have also extended financial help uh, to Bangladesh, Nepal, Afghanistan, Sri Lanka as of recent uh, times, and um, we have come a long way. India, Hindustan has come a long way to be the next uh, giant. We have never been down really. It's just an image of our mind, a narrative, a perception of our mind that we've been given. Oh, India's poor, India's poor. We are cyclic, remember. We're currents and waves. We will go down and we will go up. The sun has to rise and the sun has to set. If if the sun rises, we know this next go the next event is the sun's going to set and the sun sets we know it's going to rise so why do we engage in this negativity because this is a, is the marxist point of view this is a marxist uh, communist and Abrahamic point of, of view. Oh, we are negative. Oh, look, we're going to hell. We're going to hell, and 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 keep us on a slave plantation. But there is no such thing as a slave plantation. It is just a perception of your mind. And dharma does that for you. Dharma makes you understand the currents that form your waves. Go after it. Your cosmic power is the best. Uh, Invest in the action, not in the fruit of the action, and you will go forward. Um, the fruit will come automatically. So uh, India has reduced uh, f foreign terrorism, um, 
compared to when the UP and the Congress was ruling. The Congress was supposed to be uh, there for the poor little minorities, but it was this minorities that was chopping India from the inside with its uh, terrorist attacks. Pakistan uh, stopping its terrorists. Pakistan with a free hand of mafia, drug lords, and terror activities on Indian soil through its ecosystem on the ground. And that is why uh, the Islamic establishment is going up against Modi because he is stopping their terrorism from the inside. So they're using all the tricks in the trade, which is, uh, yeah, uh, you know, blasphemy, our profit is insulted. When you get your economics going, your profit will be happy. Stop wasting your time. Um, you, you won't be so unhappy. You, you just won't be unhappy. Um, so, um, the Honorable Prime Minister has invest, has taken, uh, aim at the, at, at, um, at strikes in Pulvama. Um, what, I forgot what the name of the strike was. Um, so yeah, the Pulvama, after the Pulvama terrorist attack, um, you know, many countries extended support to India's fight against terrorism. Germany, um, you know, um, Germany, the European Union, um, and and uh, a lot of countries um, extended their support to us. So um, under 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 Narendra Modi, also we know that the Article Three Seventy has been removed uh from uh from Jammu and Kashmir it's now made a union territory uh and and the honorable prime minister has reduced terrorism in in uh in in the Kashmir valley now we know that over the last year or so it has taken a rise again because they have no other way to stop india going forward stop the economic rise of india besides terror and that's what pakistan has been doing and so the last uh, year or so they have been involved in in uh, targeted killings ethnic cleansing as they say uh, going on in uh, in kashmir it has been on the slight rise and the indian government has to take um, steps for that but it has come a long way from the days when um, the Abdullah brothers were given a free hand, or the Abdullah family were given a free hand to do, uh, to make the um, make uh, Kashmir and Ladakh their territory, their backyard, where they could do what they want with Indian tax dollar money. Um, now, it, it, we've also increased Indian security, local security, because of demonetization. The parallel economies and the parallel mafia system and the ecosystem that was running in the country underground was stopped or was reduced, greatly reduced. We know that Pakistan was running a parallel um mafia economy on the Indian subcontinent. Uh, with demonetization, it has taken a backdrop. It has been stopped or reduced because it's been reduced. Um, all of a sudden, Pakistan was left stranded. They were used to making a lot of money on the Indian subcontinent. Uh, the Indian subcontinent was their backyard. We know that. We know that the Indian government under the Congress um, absolutely uh, close their eyes on them and let them have an open hand and that's why you have so many terror activities going on uh, bomb blasts all connected uh, with Pakistanis in Indian soil uh, uh, illegals and the country and, and Pakistan and, and Narendra Modi has stopped that and because he stopped that uh, Imran Khan and uh, the Pakistanis have gone uh, 
uh, well, yeah, yeah, RSS, the RSS minorities. So he's using the minorities na as a narrative to get to get the world against um, to to rise up against Narendra Modi uh, for stopping uh, Pakistani mafia activities, drug activities, um, uh, money laundering activities uh, on the on Indian territories, and we know that was happening. Um, and uh, besides many other things that the Pakistanis were doing in our backyard, and, and so we absolutely had to go. And so it was stopped with demonetization. We also know that the Naxalites were reduced greatly, their power, many were killed, many were many surrendered. It is important to know that. Um, the, the tension of the border still persists. Uh, continuous ceasefire violations by Pakistan, by China still exist. Um, and there were internal threats of the Maoist uh, jihadi threats, but they have come along. We in the last few years, there's been a huge crackdown on these number of plots, terrorist, uh, communal violence, uh, and we see only one side doing it right now: uh, the Islamic establishment using their gullibles and their uh, their people as 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 a mob to run their agenda, backed by the Indian National Congress, obviously. But the BJP has gone a long way in changing that stance uh, since the Honorable Prime Minister came in. Now we know uh, the Prime Minister also initiated the Make in India and Digital India. Uh, Lot of initiatives uh, that directly impact common people. Uh, make in India was announced to make. Uh, multinational companies start their plans in the country, resulting in generating employment and contributing to the economy. Um, increase in broadband speed. Uh, Making India has also gathered great momentum, and many countries have signed deals with respective state governments and the central governments to boost foreign uh, investment and employment, foreign investment, uh, foreign direct investment uh, into India. Uh, the government, um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, Digital India has paved the way for the future and bought millions of citizens in the mainstream economy. Also, the promotion of e-ways, which promises broadband connectivity in all villages, by um, and uh, is proving a great catalyst. Uh, the government has attacked a lot of corruption, something would never happen before. Uh, you know, the UPA government, the Congress government, has only talked about corruption, 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 but they are the source of all corruption. They were a repressive government, they controlled everything, so they could say what they want and do what they want and pretend that they were going on, they were cleaning up corruption. Uh, but they, they, they were. You know, if they have so much power, why the hell would they control the cleanup corruption? But on the Modi image, the government has has a pretty clean. Uh, under the Modi government, uh, India has a pretty clean image. It's not perfect, but it's look, it's it's improved a lot in the last eight years. Um, so we know the UPA government came on the. And the scandals and the criticism for the Commonwealth Games coal gate, uh, that C O A L gate, the two G scam, uh, spectrum. Uh, scam, um, corruption charges politicians. We know of recent. We and we know the TMC and the second in charge. I think we know the AAP, the second in charge. Uh, a lot of money has been bought back, and a lot of people. Uh, someone just remarked and said that you know, under the UPA government, uh, India had about three, uh, three hundred and twenty odd uh, thousand dollars 
billion dollars in foreign exchange. It has gone to 600 billion uh, in um, on the the India government, and that's because a lot of of uh, um, corrupt money um, money taken looted from India foreign uh, foreign exchange has been bought back. I don't know how much that is true, but you know. Um, um, it it is it is um, it is something to look into. You have Swachh Bharat, which was announced uh, a scheme and initiated for the first time in India. A lot of people laughed about it. A lot of people made fun of of it, including our uh, one and dearest uh, Papu uh, Rahul Gandhi. Um, but yes. It was successful. It is successful, and it is to change the mentality. Because just cleaning a road once, I, you know very well that it's not uh, it's not going to help anything. We have to change the mentality of the Indians. Swachh Bharat is not just Swachh Bharat on the ground. Swachh Bharat is changing your mind, your mentality, cleaning your mind, atwa, all that lies in between. Hindutva, understand the currents that form your waves, the water, the body of waters that make you up and surround the land, offload, make every junction into an intellectual laboratory, clean your mind, question, uh, erase negative uh, balance uh, imbalances and realign and thereby realigning on the ground. So that is very, very important. Swachh Bharat, railway stations, public places are now cleaner. General public has been involved in a mass movement and everyone is aware of their duties. We come to now GST. The goods and service tax, the biggest tax revolution since independence, was finally uh, approved and implemented. Um, a lot of goods have become cheaper. Some have gotten more expensive, and that will obviously be adjusted with inflation going on forward. Um, the government had decreased... Uh, before GST, the government had decreased the rate of income tax in the lower slab from 10 to 5%, impacting a lot of middle-class people. Um, but that, that is one of the great deals, the great um, uh, legacies of, of, uh, um, of Narendra Modi. And I know the people on the left, all the woke people, refuse to like it. They will never say anything about it because all their foreign exchange, all their black money, all their mafia ecosystem, all their 80% of India's black market economy went into the garbage bin. They cannot cheat anymore. Uh, they cannot do what they want anymore. They cannot reduce the, this country to a rubble. And they obviously do not like it. And they will come out with economics, economists don't like it. Who? The leftist economy. So let them just keep talking. Um, there's a special focus on rural India by the Prime Minister uh, to bring the low sections of society up the ladder, and that is, um, many yojanas have been implemented. The Pradhan Mantri Ujvala Yojana, okay, um, where um, uh, normal people have been asked to give up subsidies to help rural women with access to clean energy was vidly appreciated. Schemes like Krishi Sincha Yojana, Pradhan Mantri Avasa Yojana, uh, Sukhanya Samidhi Yojana has been directly focused on rural population to increase the standard of life. Um, 
100% of India's villages have been electrified, my friend, uh, until 1914. I think many people have said we were given independence in 1947, but we never really got independence. That is true. Independence came in, 20, in, in, in 2014. And the reason for that is because if you don't have electricity, if you don't have infrastructure, if you're not able to have simple... Uh, the simple basics of light as, as, as electricity to run your life, to, to study, to move on, to uh, social media, you, you're left out, you're, you're an outcast. And India did not have full electricity until, 19, until 2014. Under the Honorable Prime Minister, 100% of Indian villages have, um, have electrify, electrification. Um, and, and it's no small feat considering that there were 18,000 villages without electricity since Narendra Modi came, became Prime Minister. We also have the Niti Ayog, Niti Ayog. Um, the planning commissions, uh, Modi government scrapped the planning commissions, which we all studied about in school, um, and introduced the Niti Ayog, which promises equal power to states on the matter of planning. Also, the government has scrapped the five-year socialist five-year plans from 2017 uh, onwards and will now have three-year plans and 15-year plans with clear agendas and objectives. The Niti Ayog uh, calls for supporting entrepreneurs uh, to boost employment in all six, uh, sectors. It works as a corporate entity with a CEO and answerable to representatives. So we have the Ayushman Bharat scheme also. Uh, and um, so under this, 10 crore families and 50 crore citizens across the country will be available to get medical insurance, um, what, 5 lakhs yearly. This will... Uh, uh, this will uh, improve on the sub existing health insurance scheme, scheme known as the Rashtriya Swastya Bhima Yojana, launched in 2008 by the UPA government under uh, Manmohan Singh. Um, so, under social issues, there are many things uh, that that the government has improved upon when it comes to uh, Muslims. The triple talaq was unconstitutional and the government has bought a law within six months. The decision uh, obviously was mixed reviews because the mullahs, tullahs and all the hawala people did not like it. Uh, but no one really cares about them uh, except their, except the, the, their agents in the Indian National Congress. Um, so these are some of these achievements of Narendra Modi in the last five years. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more and we can go to them quickly over here. Um, so I said the inflation, inflation in the country mirrors the inflation all over the planet. And I'm telling you, I'm sitting here in North America, inflation has really hit the roof. Uh, we've never seen anything like this before, never. Uh, not in my time at least, but uh, the Indian government has by and large kept it under wraps. It, it has, there is inflation, no two things about it. The whole world is suffering thanks to thanks to petrol prices, but uh, uh, India has kept things under wrap or reduced, um, reduced 
compared to other countries in Europe, compared to countries in, in, in North America, especially Canada, where there's a lot of petrol, but the government refuses to release it because they want clean energy. Um, so, yes, effectively, that is something that is... Um, very important. Uh, India's share in the world GDP is up 26%. Uh, that's very, very important to know. Fiscal deficit has fallen down. That means uh, the trade uh, exports compared to trade imports. Now, the, ex the imports are more than the exports as of now, but it has come down. Investment, like I said, in infrastructure. Uh, the Jandan... Uh, Financial include um, the John Dunn is a game changer when it comes to financial inclusion. 99% of Indian households have at least one bank account. Uh, the savings uh, is also uh, because of this, is a lot of savings. The middlemen have been removed. Um, um, the, the middlemen have been removed and, and money goes straight into bank accounts of the government, of the uh, people, the recipients. So we also have the Ujwala scheme where clean and safe kitchens and, and, and toilets have been given to five core households. The DBT against the poor, uh, DBT has plugged the leaks of leaky socialist schemes and made them more efficient. Uh, plus, they reduce corruption and remove middlemen, like I said, savings estimate 81 crores. Um, LED distribution across the country. Uh, mudra uh, schemes, where women have been given the biggest uh, gainer. The women are the biggest gainer in these schemes. Um, small steps towards financial inclusion and, and, and entrepreneur, entrepreneurship for women uh, Encouraging MSMEs and, and their entrepreneurship. Um, there is um, there are also schemes benefiting consumers uh, who were earlier victims of the builder, the construction lobby. Um, the ease of doing business has gone up. Uh, so we were at about 142 a while ago. Uh, we're around 100 right now. Um, digitalization, we've talked about that. Um, so, um, yes, there is plenty, 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 plenty to talk about. Uh, we also have talked about sanitation coverage from 37% to 95% of Indians have got access to san uh, sanitization. That means toilets, which is unbelievable. Think that only 37% of 1.4 billion people had sanitization before, uh, and it, it now it is 95%. We've talked about electrification, uh, construction. Um, so there's also the Bharat Net program. The government has ensured broadband connectivity, like I said, uh, including including Andhra Pradesh from uh, with the central government. Um, so the, under the UPA plan, only 300,000 uh, kilometers of optical fiber cable networks was laid until 2014. Only 300,000 kilometers of optical fiber network. Uh, that means only 300, uh, yep, which, which is unbelievable. But the, the Bharat Net program has, has, has just 
been uh, tripled and quadrupled, uh, which is unbelievable. Um, never have before seen this. Uh, doubling of household, number of households built in two years uh, for the poor. 70 lakh households, people have got pakka houses. Uh, under the Udan scheme, connecting 70 distant and forgotten airports and making them operational. The number of functional airports from, have gone from 75 to 100. Um, so we see um, plenty, 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 plenty of, of stuff that's done under the corruption. A huge increase in action by the ED. We know that. We talk about that every day. ED and income tax against all these doom goons and the dons and, and so-called politicians. We see it. Uh, everywhere and people go uh, that the ED is working under under uh, the BJP. Well, that was what the BJP came in for. The BJP came to clear the the clear the corruption. That's what they were voted on. That's what was in their agenda, and that's what every single government should have done. But they did. They they made this like their uh, feudal land. Uh, this land belonged to their, their Khandans and, and they ruled it like the Mughal era, uh, corrupt to the core. Uh, and unfortunately, um, the BJP has um, cleaned that up, um, amending and notifying the Benami Act and passing the Black Money Act, removal of interviews and hiring Class C and Class D central government employees. Um, we know local governments also under uh, the Honorable Chief Minister um, Yogi Adityanath and his bulldozer Baba uh, breaking down houses of the mafia, bringing back uh, black money under um, under his um, Yogi 2.0 uh, government. It's incredible, uh, absolutely incredible. Um, so yes, absolutely, there is a lot. Uh, done under corruption um, and so we understand this is just one small bit of what Narendra Modi government has done he we can't go through it all but all in all we get the gist that this has been at a breakneck speed so when people say uh, that uh, we never got independence in, in 2014 until 2014. It's true. We never got independence. Independence came in 2014. And and we are grateful for it. Everyone has worked for it. Everyone has contributed to changing their mentalities in electing governments that make a difference and not, um, you know, um, the corrupt governments of the UPA uh, that have, uh, that have pre-existed uh, prior to 2014 and i hope that you can all appreciate this i hope that you can contribute in your own way to take this better because the government cannot do everything by itself we have to go halfway and that halfway is having the conversation taking your responsibility um and 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 making and and providing equal opportunity one person at a time we can all do this uh Take one person, help them with their uh, with their education, giving them free tuitions, uh, paying for a little bit for their fees. Um, I, I know my grandparents used to do that. If every single person can pay for one person, one poor person's fees, or maybe one family can pay for one poor person's fees, this will be a great land uh, and a great country. And we know we talked about distractors. Today we've seen uh, in Hyderabad, 
um, the rights in Hyderabad by the same uh, woke uh, leftist uh, left-wing extremism uh, on the OAC. So um, let's just start by saying um, we we talk a lot about minorities, how the BJP is 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 in in uh, who is insulting and and um, intolerant again. Uh, against minorities. Why? Because the BJP is doing so much that they have to say something negative. They have to, uh, they have to find the wedge, create a wedge, and, and, and use the fault lines. Just like they did for Trump in the US, whether you like Trump or not. But under Trump, they use fault lines to, to divide and rule so much and polarize the, 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 the land. They, they um, funded Antifa. They funded the Black Lives Matters. All these were supremacist movements, and they still are. They are massive supremacist movements funded by the main establishment, the ecosystem, on the left and on the right also, not just on the left. And these these uh, proxy groups created havoc, burned cities, burned, killed the people. Uh, there were riots everywhere, riots, riots, riots. Like I said, there was nothing else to do. You couldn't invest yourself in in, in economics and education. No riots across the board, uh, and 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 they made sure they created a um, they created a very violent situation polarized the place, pretended they were weak, pretended they were being insulted, pretended the world was coming down, pretended it gave the, the country a, um, a, a negative narrative, a negative outlook, did everything to bring him down from the inside, invested in violence, 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 uh, used the fault lines, used race, pretended that race was so over the top, only to camouflage all the economic investments in what uh, Trump did. And this is exactly what is happening in India. They're using the fault lines. Yeah, we don't have black and white. We have uh, Hindu, Muslim. And they are using this fault line to dredge and to dredge a divide and use it as a negativity. And they keep on their, on their track of, of um, Hindu versus Muslim, minorities versus majorities. These are... Uh, in these are fabricated fault lines to create the divide and rule and destroy the country on the inside for their colonial arrogance. That's all it is. They cannot give up their colonial arrogance, and so they absolutely need to create and invest in, in, in negativity. I talked about you it yesterday. If you invest in negativity, your frequency, your frequency will rebound and you will get the same thing back. You have no other way of going about it. You have to understand. You can't pretend that someone on the other side has created a problem. It's, the frequency starts with you. So yesterday, the com comedian um, Munawar, uh, who had comedy shows, and he's supposed to be a comedian, so free speech for him. Free speech protected by uh, the TRS government um, in, in Telangana, um, in, in Hyderabad. He was given a, a platform to insult uh, Hindu deities, and that was okay. If no one said anything, it's free speech. Oh, free speech is under uh, free speech is under decline, and India is under free speech uh, being shot down. Democracy is being is being is being reduced. Uh, what is it coming to? Democracy is coming to an end. We can't even say anything. Yes, their colonial arrogance needs to spit on. 
on other people's religions and cultures and that that's native to this land uh, but when it was replicated by a BJP um, BJP MP which I think he's, he's look he should never have done it but uh, it was a replication the whole world came tumbling down so all the newspapers going oh the BJP has mocked the Prophet Muhammad BJP has mocked the Prophet Muhammad he did not do anything he didn't do absolutely nothing, not, never even mention anyone's name, never mention anyone's name. The video is not even there, no one can see it, I've not seen it, no one's seen it. But yet, they, yet they've made such a hoo-ha about this. Um, Hyderabad's on the burn, again, why? Because they've played the divide and rule. They have to show themselves as victims. Because if they're not victims, then they will have to concentrate on the economy. They will have to concentrate on all the positives that the Narendra Modi government is doing. They will have to invest in, 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 in doing something good, but they cannot, but they, they need you to be negative and to uh, to invest in negative frequencies so when it rebounds it'll come back to you as negative and then you can scream victim away. and all this my friend was a setup by the um, by the international colonial uh, groups uh, the socialist Marxist groups they they need to create a distraction they just need one distraction they know it will explode and they know that then they can just tag the Narendra Modi government and say see he's so racist he's so Islamophobic he's so anti-minority he's against democracy this was a setup that guy that man Munara whatever his name was was a setup he 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 is paid to create antagonize uh, and create problems on the inside and and thereby just uh, destroying the social fabric of the country and they can all they have to do is point at Narendra Modi and the BJP who's seen as communal but the communal is the three fingers pointing back at you because when you point the fingers at someone you don't define who they are when you point your fingers at someone you show us a mirror image of who you are so uh, this Abrahamic us versus them which I grew up with which was the foundation of my my ideology foundation of who I was had to be thrown in the garbage bin but that is not what everyone does and this is exactly what is playing out um, on the inside uh, they are they are paid uh, they are paid influencers uh, by the international um, by the international uh, anti-India, anti-Modi um, establishment supported by the church, uh, the evangelist, and supported by the Islamic nations. They are paid big money uh, to create social tensions and then pr and run and scream, uh, oh my god, wolf, 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 but the wolf is really them. They are the wolf in sheep's clothing. And this was a setup. They knew that the BJP was going to be antagonized. They created this antagonism and now they're blaming the BJP. And it's all over the news. But you know what it is. You know it's there only to destroy the country from the inside. You know it's only there to distract from the achievements of Narendra Modi. They're doing exactly the same thing that they did in the United States for the 2020 elections. Uh, but this time we're going to call them out. So... Um, it is important to see that it is important to rise above this negativity and do not fall in their traps because they are absolutely disgusting. Uh, we prefer to be uh, concentrate on economic development uh, because economic development is the only thing that will get you out of your slavery. Economics, economics, economics. When you have economics, when you have financial freedom, 
you can you do not have to depend on these sales and marketing managers of God um, I was just uh, reading quickly before we end uh, something on Facebook on my Facebook page and it, it was from city media and it was someone who was saying in Europe out of the 24 the 27 countries 24 countries do not recognize Dharma or Hinduism as they call it in Europe as uh, they do not recognize it as an official religion because they only recognize Abrahamic religions as real religions. The rest are all pagans, my friend. I talked about it yesterday or two days ago. I talked about how this on the podcast uh, for St. Thomas in India where Christians, even Christians in India, Christians all over the world, consider um uh, india as pagans hindus as pagans and that christianity saint thomas came to convert and heal the pagans of india and we still believe this and so they do not even recognize them for for europe and for a lot of uh, I'm not saying everyone and I'm not saying every every human being I'm not saying every in uh, society but everyone sorry a lot of people believe that we are we are pagans and our, their worldview is affronted, is affected when they cannot understand that someone who does not align with their worldview of us versus them, heaven versus head, God versus uh, hell, God versus the devil, when we do not align with their worldview and you're still successful, how does that happen? Uh, they cannot they cannot understand this so that is why they are on a rampage to get Narendra Modi out of the way uh, and and not uh, they, they won't even refuse they refuse to understand his achievements which are much more than any European country at this particular time but I, I'm sure that we can talk about the positive we can stay positive we can raise this Vedic civilization again and we'll go from there so thank you again one very much for your time I really appreciate it. I wish you a safe day, peaceful day, and stay positive, my friends. Until we meet again.